let's get into God's word. Last week, uh, for the benefit of those who may not have been with us, we were talking about trips, uh, using the Christmas story, how there were three trips the Lord took Joseph and Mary on. And there are trips, uh, specific experiences that God brings us through uh, in order to mature us. Remember, the purpose of the trips, the experiences that God takes us through is for the benefit of our spirit to, to help us to grow, to mature spiritually. And today, we're going to be resuming our journey through John, and our focus is going to be centered around one word, which is the title of our message, and you'll see in a moment. It, it's a word that, that speaks uh, to what you and I vitally need in order to successfully navigate through the trips that the Lord takes us on. So we turn to the Gospel of John in chapter 20 now. We're going to look at uh, beginning in verse 24. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Let's pray. Father, we come before you this morning as we prepare now to take this journey through your word. I pray for the empowerment of the Holy Spirit upon my life. Help me, Holy Spirit, to communicate God's word clearly, distinctly, as I ought to. I pray that we, every single one of us, would be given this ear to hear, this spiritual ear, God, that we would be attuned to the voice of the Lord and, and understand exactly what you have for us today and how it applies to our life. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Now let's recap what we have just read. Um, the Lord had resurrected from the dead. And we know from the scripture that he was first seen by Mary at the tomb uh, and then ultimately by the disciples. But as we have read, when Jesus revealed himself to the disciples, uh, Thomas, one of the, the uh, disciples, was not present at that meeting. And then uh, they, they were, he was told by the other disciples, hey, we met with the Lord. We saw the Lord Jesus Christ. And although he heard their testimony, Thomas would not believe. He 
wanted to personally see the Lord himself. He wanted to see the nail prints. He wanted to stick his hand into the side where the spear was. In other words, what Thomas was asking for, he said, I need physical evidence in order to believe. And as we read a week later, uh, the disciples were present. And uh, once again, the Lord appeared before them. And Thomas was in the room at that time. And the Lord graciously granted uh, Thomas the evidence that he needed, examined him. And, and Thomas, when he had his physical evidence, uh, believed. Uh, and in fact, the Lord more exhorted him and said, stop doubting, Thomas, and believe. Uh, and then the Lord went on to declare that blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And so the word that we're going to focus in today is this one word, believe. Uh, it's, it's a word that represents what you and I need in order to successfully navigate these trips that God takes us on, in order to successfully navigate the experiences that God brings us to, we have to believe. And the word believe obviously is interchangeable with another important word, and that's the word faith. So believe, faith, same word, same meaning. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says this, faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. See, I want you to notice here now that to believe, to have faith, it's not founded on what we can see. And by that, I'm talking about physical evidence. Notice it says uh, in Hebrews 11.1, 1, it gives us assurance about things that we cannot see. So to believe, to have faith, means you don't have physical evidence to support your faith. Faith, if I can put it this way, is our spiritual response to God's word. Let me say that one more time. Faith is our spiritual response to God's word. The book of Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says, So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So what we're talking about is faith is our spiritual response to God speaking. Now, God can speak to us through his word. When God speaks to us through his word, now at that moment is the opportunity for faith to respond. Sometimes God uses the spirit directly speaking into our spirit. When the word of the Lord comes to us through the Holy Spirit, there's the opportunity to have faith, to believe. And then there are also times where God will use one of his servants, another brother or another sister, whether it's like a sermon like today in a classroom setting, or maybe it's on a personal one-on-one -on -one basis where somebody will speak to you a word from the Lord. And when you hear the word of, of the Lord, that's an opportunity for your spirit to respond in either one of two ways. Every time God speaks, listen to me now, 
Every single time that God speaks, whether through his word or directly into our spirit, whether through another person, every single time that God speaks, you and I will respond in either one of two ways. Either we will respond in faith, believing what God has declared, or we will doubt. Or we will doubt. Doubt simply means that we are unsure that we are wavering, that we are questioning. And I want to talk to you about this doubt situation that most of us really struggle with, if we're honest. In the book of Matthew, in chapter 14, the disciples were on a trip. The Lord had told them to get onto the other side of the lake and that he, while he dismissed the crowd. And so they were on the lake. Oh, and most of them remember they were experienced fishermen, but they encountered a storm at night. And now they're in the middle of the lake. They're not making any progress. The storm is raging. And Jesus came to them walking on the water, right? And then we find the fact that as, they, uh, as the Lord was walking on the water, Peter sees the, and, and, and Jesus is telling them, be at peace. It's me. Don't be afraid. Peter responds and saying, God, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. In other words, Peter was asking God for a word. And the Lord gave him a word. He told him, come. Peter gets down off the boat and he literally begins to walk on water in response to the word of the Lord. In other words, he's believing. And as he's believing, as he's exercising his faith, supernaturally, he walks on the water. But then we find in verse 30 of Matthew chapter 14, but when he, meaning Peter, saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? Peter, you were walking on water. You asked me for a word. I gave you the word. And now supernaturally, you are walking on water. You're exercising your faith. And, and now all of a sudden, you took your eyes off the Lord. You forgot my word. And now you start focusing on the circumstance around you. And because physically, things are not going well, you started to doubt. And like Peter Whenever you and I begin to doubt the Lord, we start to sink spiritually. We get sucked in to whatever's going on around us, and we start being afraid. Doubt is the enemy of believing, of faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 says this. It is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who comes to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. And then I'm going to read quickly from James. In James, we find, oh, let me get to that. James chapter one. Listen to what the Bible says in verse six and seven. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, 
Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Notice now, let me put these two verses together. Hebrews talks about the fact that in order to please God, we have to have faith. We cannot please God without faith. Why? Because if we're going to come to God, we first have to have the faith to believe that he exists. We have to believe that he exists. That's number one. But notice, we also have to believe that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. And James echoes this, that when we go to God, we can't have doubt in our hearts. We can't uh, go to God and, and, and ask for something, doubting whether we're going to get it or not. And I believe that most of the time, we, we struggle to believe God will give us what we ask for. That's why oftentimes we struggle in prayer. We, we, we struggle in prayer because we feel, well, what's the use on praying? Because I, I don't get what I ask for. Or I don't receive. And the Bible is telling us the importance of the foundation of all prayer is faith. You must believe. If you don't believe, then you might as well not ask because the Bible says you are not going to receive from God. It's doubt, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, that really derails us when we're on these trips that God takes us, when we're in the middle of these experiences that God wants us to experience. We struggle oftentimes, doubting, wondering, questioning whether God is going to help us. And when there's doubt in our hearts, it derails us spiritually. It keeps us from maturing spiritually. Because remember, trips are designed by God to help us mature and grow in this wise. We talked about three things last week out of the three trips that God took Joseph and Mary on. Trips are designed by God get you and I to trust God, to believe that God will provide. Remember, we talked about God's provision. Do I believe that God is going to provide for every need that I have? Trips also help us and to, to fortify our spirit and cause us to ask that question. Do I believe that God is going to protect me? Do I believe that this journey that God has me on, this experience that I have, is God going to watch over and protect me? Will God prepare me for the future? We talked about God's providence, that every trip that God brings us on, every experience that God wants you and I to have is all about God preparing us for our future. So the question becomes, while we're on these trips, these, these spiritual journeys that God brings us on, uh, we, uh, do we truly believe that God is in control? Do we truly believe that God will provide, that God will protect, that God will prepare us in his providence, you see? And remember, if you have to see it, to believe it, it's not faith. And oftentimes, that's where we struggle with, isn't it? A lot of times, as Christians, we struggle believing God in his word. 
We struggle believing his promises. Let me take a very practical uh, illustration on that. Uh, the word of God teaches us that we are to honor God with our giving, our tithes and offering. Tithes means, that word means 10%. So 10% of our income is supposed to come to God. But it comes connected with a promise from God that he will provide everything that we need. He will open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings upon blessings upon us, so much that we won't be able to contain it. That's what God has promised. But see, once God speaks, we will either believe or we will doubt. And if we believe, we will honor God with the tithe. But when we doubt That's when we begin to struggle. Well, we look at our situation. We look around us and things are going hard and difficult. And I don't know if we're going to make ends meet financially. And we start rationing all of this thing is in our mind. And the next thing you know, we start doubting God's word, what God has spoken. And all of a sudden, this promise doesn't seem so real to us. We're not so sure about it. And remember, faith is the assurance of things we cannot see. And the enemy will come to question our hearts and cause us to say, how do you know God's going to provide? I mean, don't you want to make sure before you tithe? Don't you, in other words, like like Thomas, don't you want some physical evidence that God is going to take care of you? That everything that God is doing is because it's preparing us for the future? Don't you want God to show you what that future is all about and why he's bringing you through that? I mean, if God, if you would only show me that, then I would believe. If you've ever uttered that, what you're telling God is, I need physical evidence before I'll believe. And Jesus said, blessed. That word blessed means happy. Well off are those who do not see, yet have believed. We find in the book of Isaiah, the very familiar words in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10 and 11. Listen, this is God speaking. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, And do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out of my mouth, from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Notice again what God is saying. God is saying, hey, this is when my word goes forth, here's where you can have your faith rested upon. Here's what you need to believe. Every time I speak, whatever I declare, it will take place. It will happen because my word never comes back void, never comes back empty. My word always, 100% of the time, accomplishes what I set it out to do. Would you say amen to that? In other words, God is trying to encourage us here today that I don't want you to put your faith in me. Never, ever put your faith in another man. We are frail human creatures. We will fail you. But you can put your faith 
You can believe that what God says will come to pass because his word never, ever comes back void. When God speaks a word to you, when God promises you he's going to do something, it will take place without fail. In fact, I love to remind you of the father of faith, Abraham. Why he's called the father of faith. In Romans chapter 4, look at verse 18 with me. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed, and so became the father of many nations. Just as it has been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in the faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about a hundred years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. Abraham received the promise from God that God was going to give them a child, a son. Years had passed. Abraham never wavered in his faith. He's now 100 years old. His wife is 90. They're both well, well past the, the age of childbearing. But Abra and Abraham didn't deny that. Notice the Bible said he acknowledged all that was true. He acknowledged that physically it would be physically impossible for my wife to have a son at this point. But it doesn't matter what physics say. It only matters what God says. And God made me a promise. And I'm never going to waver from that promise. And nor did he ever waver. And we know that God honored them and gave them a child. Name Isaac. My brothers and sisters, I want to encourage you this morning. Get into the word of God. Every single day that God gives you breath, get into his word. Pray before you read, God, speak to my heart. Let your word come into my soul so that I can believe, so that I can have faith to stand upon. Holy Spirit, throughout the course of the day, whisper into my spirit that which you want me to know so that I can believe and have faith. We have choices every single day that God gives us breath. Every moment of every day, either we're going to believe God and his word or we're going to look to what's around us and begin to judge whether God is going to be faithful or not. And when we do that, ultimately we'll begin to doubt, we'll begin to question and there we'll miss out the blessing that God has prepared for all of us. Now, I don't know where you're at this morning. But maybe there's been a promise that God has given to you, a word that God has spoken into your heart, and it hasn't yet come to pass. Perhaps you are a seasoned believer and you know God's word. And in these difficult days of this pandemic, there's things that have been going on in your life, maybe financially or otherwise. And we, we have this moment in history right now where as the people of God, either we are going to stand strong and believe God or we're going to waver and doubt. I choose this morning 
to believe God. It's a choice that every single one of us has to make every single day that God gives us breath. Let's stop looking for God to give us physical evidence or sign, if you will. Let's stop doubting and believe today because Jesus said, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Let's pray. Father, I come before you this morning and I thank you for your word today. God, as a, as a nation and as the world, you're taking the whole world on this trip during this pandemic. And it's a testing of our faith, oh God, to see whether we will remain strong and true to trust in you, oh God, to believe that you will provide for us, that you will protect us, and that everything that is transpiring is preparing us for the future, God, in your providence. Lord, I pray this morning that we would make the right decision, the right choice, that we would rather uh, uh, choose to, to, to believe you, to believe your word, to believe the word that you speak into our hearts, uh, either through the, directly by the Holy Spirit or through another brother or sister. May your word, oh God, in our heart take deep root so that we will believe and our belief will be strong, oh God, and we will never waver, oh God, but trust you explicitly for the fulfillment of that word so that we can successfully navigate these trips that you bring us through, these experiences that you want us to have so that we might grow strong in our spirit. We thank you for your word today, God. May it find a rightful place in all of our hearts and produce fruit therein. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for being with us here this morning. I pray that God's word uh, will produce that which God has purposed and planned in your life, that you will make the choice to believe. Just a re quick reminder, don't forget that starting tomorrow, Monday through Friday from 7 in the morning to 3 in the afternoon, we will have free COVID testing available here in the parking lot. And next week, we'll be taking part in communion. So until then, God bless you all and stay safe.